You're listening to Fuel Radio, inspiration and training to fuel your day. Now here's your host, Rod Jans. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Fuel Radio. Today, we're going to do a business profile, and on the line with me is uh, Dr. Parhar. I'm going to call him Mark, if that's okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks for, joining Thanks for joining me, Mark. Oh, my pleasure. I'm happy to be here, and a pleasure to do this with you. Where there was an article done on you in 2017 about root canals, so I have to laugh every time when I think about we're doing a podcast on root canals, but it's it's what you do, and it's a necessary part of life. I've had one, and uh, I'm sure many people do. So, yeah, that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna talk about today. But before we do that, just tell us a little bit more. Uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us about maybe a little bit about your family and what you like to do for fun. Uh, sure, yeah. I, I, uh, I guess maybe I grew up in Nanaimo, BC, so in Vancouver Island. And I moved and living in the lower mainland since university. I moved here to go to UBC. So I live in Port Moody, BC, where I work. I have four daughters, so that keeps me quite busy. <laughs> a lot of my life revolves around that right now. They're very active in sports, and I was active in sports, so we do a lot of sports in our family. We love to travel. We like to do adventure trips. We go to Tofino every year for a vacation. That's our favorite place to go uh, on vacation. We all like food. We eat a lot. We cook a lot, and we like to enjoy the lower mainland, all the, you know, the ocean, the parks, you know, all the nature stuff that we have here. So I try to enjoy all those things with my family. And, and I know from the conversations that we've had, you're a pretty big football fan. I don't know if we should mention your favorite team. We might, we might lose some, some listeners. But. Uh, of course, yeah, the New England Patriots, my favorite team. Yeah, so yeah, that <laughs> can be a hit or miss with people, often miss these days. <laughs> you can't, but you can't argue with success, right? Like <laughs> yeah, I played football up to university, and uh, so I've played football most of my life and involved in football. So yeah, it's my favorite sport by far. Yeah. And we're, we'll talk about it a little bit, maybe in future episodes, if we talk some more, but uh, you, part of what you do is you're still involved in sports from, from a professional point of view, from, from what you do for work. So and let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Let's talk, about, let's talk about your business. What do you do? So I'm an endodontist. And what that is, people don't often know, is uh, I'm a dentist who specializes in doing root canal treatment. Um, so I'm a, endodontics is especially there's orthodontics, which everyone knows, you know, periodontics, gum surgery, and or, endodontics is root canal treatment. So I'm a dentist. All I do is root canal treatment and associated procedures with the goal of you know, uh, saving a tooth and getting a patient uh, out of pain and resolving infection. So what's the process? Like you have to become, is it's probably like the medical profession, right? Where you become a dentist first and then you, you choose a specialty. Correct. Yeah, I, I, went, I went to dental school at UBC. I actually practiced for about 10 years as a dentist in an office in Vancouver. Uh, but I always wanted to specialize in uh, endodontics, which is root canal treatment. It was always my favorite part of dentistry. So after about uh, 10 years, I decided I wanted to specialize. Some people specialize right after dental school. Some work for a while. Uh, there's advantages both ways. So I chose to work, and then I decided at one point, I wanted to do this, so I applied to graduate school and uh, went back to UBC for the, the specialty program, which is a three-year program, and then went to finish and became a specialist. So the decision to become, become a specialist in root canals, you know, how did, that, how did that come about? How did you discover your interest in root canals? I think it started in dental school, second year dental school. We were learning about root canals. I remember sitting there, we had a class on doing root canals and kind of we were practicing on 
plastic fake teeth. And I thought, wow, this is really intriguing. I could really, I could, I really like this. And since that point, it was always my favorite part of dentistry. And I probably put a lot more effort into learning that the best because it seemed to intrigue me for, for a bunch of different reasons. So, and then that, that grew as I got, became a dentist that grew and I did a lot of that in my dental practice, learned lots about it. But I really realized I, I didn't know enough. So that's kind of pushed me to learn things that I have and go back to uh, graduate school and learn it even deeper. So, mm. so you actually had to go back and, I guess it makes sense. You had to go back and get some more training and it was a three year program, graduate program. Okay. Excellent. Cool. And what is a root canal? Why would someone, why would someone need one? So we have our teeth in our mouth as everyone has and inside the teeth, there's a, a, a chamber which carries a blood and nerve supply. It helps the tooth grow and develop. So you don't really need it as an adult, but it helps the tooth grow and develop. But it's there. Often what happens is the tooth that, chamber which carries blood vessels and nerve gets infected by bacteria which happens typically from a cavity so a cavity gets deep and goes into the nerve and causes that you know hot pain cold pain pain to biting so it gets infected and inflamed and when that happens the pain can be quite severe as some people have experienced sometimes it's mild sometimes it turns into an abscess or a swelling with different ranges of pain and so to keep the tooth and resolve the pain, one option is to take out the tooth. But if you want to keep the tooth, you would clean out the inside of that, that nerve space, remove the contents that are infected and disinfected. And that way you, and then you put a fling inside and that way you can keep the tooth, it functions normally. The nerve's gone inside and the blood supply, but yet it functions normally in your mouth still. So in preparation for this interview, you and I, we had coffee and <laughs> you know, there's the, it's, it's a common joke. Like it, it's it's like having a root canal. What people people say, yeah. which which insinuates that there's pain involved. And you kind of you mentioned it there. You know when we're talking about nerves and infection and all that kind of stuff. Of of course there's there's going to be pain or there's going to yeah there's going to be pain and people are nervous about that. So what do you do to make people feel more comfortable? It's very true. Often people come in pain, which is you know it's hard to come in pain. So my goal is to get them out of pain. I always emphasize that they're scared, they're nervous, it's going to hurt, and it often it, it can be uncomfortable. But our goal is to get them out of pain and, and back to normal. So that's always I try to emphasize how important that is to patients. And just you know my practice is built uh, you know really patient based and to make the patient's experience comfortable. We have a gentle you know, we're gentle, we're kind, we don't rush things. I explain things to patients really in detail so they understand and they're empowered of what's happening. And then just, just I work very gently and carefully and meticulously to do my treatment as well as possible and, and minimize, uh, you know, get rid of their pain and, and resolve the issues that they're at hand. And then I find giving them lots of information, what's happening, what's going to happen, what to expect afterwards, you know, giving them appropriate medications sometimes, and that helps to you know, get rid of their pain and then, you know, help make them comfortable and reassured. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's probably a good reason to go to someone who specializes in it is that you specialize also in, in, in pain reduction and in pain management and that, that sort of thing. But dentists do root canals as well. And what are some of the challenges for a dentist who does root canals? Uh, that's a great question because yeah, dentists can do root canals. You learn it in dental school. Um, and the challenges are that teeth are very complicated. Teeth in the back are hard to access and reach. And teeth can have in each tooth, there's, they can range from one to six nerve channel canals. So the teeth can have five or six canals in the back, and they're hard to find. Teeth can have very complicated anatomy. It's not like a, 
a straight line or a, a you know like a plumbing tube it has nooks and crannies and branches and splits so if you don't address that properly the tooth may stay infected so i think that dentists don't learn that in great detail so that's a, a really common thing just an understanding the tooth anatomy and, and and treating it effectively that's probably the biggest barrier i would think right? second thing is you know in the back, the back molds are harder to treat. They're harder to get to. So the treatment can be challenging that way as well. Yeah. And I bet after doing hundreds of them that you, you've probably seen most of the problems that you're, you're going to, that, that could happen and that you could see. So as we've said, you know, people can obviously go to a dentist for a root canal, but why would someone come to a specialist like you and, and don't dentists refer people to you as well? Yeah, my main source of patients is dentists referring to me because the root canal is too complicated for them to do. Uh, they're not sure what the problem is. They refer it because it's above their, you know, their, their knowledge base at that time. Mm-hmm. So that's the main thing. But people often do refer themselves. They've typically seen a specialist in the past, and they know they can tell the difference, and, and maybe they want it, you know, uh, they know it, it may be done better at a higher level, so they want to have that done. So seeing someone like me or one of my colleagues – uh, advantages, you know, this is all I do all day long for year after year. So I'm, I think I'm quite proficient at it. I've seen, as you mentioned, I've seen the range of things that can go wrong. I'm pretty good at troubleshooting and problem solving to address the problem quickly and effectively and efficiently and to give, your, just give you the best chance of saving your tooth and hoping it, helping it last as long as possible. I'd love to hear client stories, and I ask that of everyone that I do a business profile interview with. So I wonder if you could tell us about one or two people who've really uh, benefited or been helped by you anonymously, of course. And, and I'm sure there's many, so, but it'd be great to hear about maybe one or two people that you've yeah. really helped. I, yeah, there's some, quite a few, and I'm really fortunate. People are kind. They send cards in or send notes or emails or they, they post a review. One that comes to mind was a lady who came in the dentist had started the root canal for the patient, for her to get her pain, but it wasn't successful. It wasn't working. Um, and she said, it came in a lot of pain. And she came in, so I tried to address the pain. I had to redo the, re-clean the root canal, and often I'll put like medication in the tooth. Well, she was having some issues still. And as I did a further assessment, and I've gotten better at this over the years, it was, she was having a lot of jaw issues and muscle problems. So I diagnosed more of a muscle problem related to that may have caused some of the issues but that was related and jaw and as i talked to her deeper and deeper uh both her parents had died in the last few months she was undergoing a great deal of stress like a lot of stress and i think all that contributes to you know non-healing her muscles were were tender from grinding all the time so we kind of and it was making the teeth sore the tooth sore the tooth wasn't healing properly and she was really having a lot of pain and going through a hard time so we kind of you know, managed those things differently. I got her to see a physiotherapist for massage. We made her a special guard for her mouth to help with her jaw muscle. I, give, I put her in a medication regimen. And then after six months, she was feeling a lot. Things were pretty much back to normal. And she, and then I finished the root canal after about nine months, we finished the treatment. Once things were, we were stable for sure, her jaw was better. And she came in, she was a different person because she, she'd gotten over the stress of her family issues that she had, her parents died. Her job was stressful, and she, her, everything was feeling great. She could tell she, her per, demeanor was totally different, and it, there was no more tooth pain. And she really thanked me after for taking the care and time to, to get her there. And it, it touched me because, you know, she went through a lot of stuff, and I was happy I could help my little way and identify the, kind of the problems she had and, and fix her tooth and kind of you know, help her that way. So that was a small thing, but to me, that one meant a lot. 
That sounds great. It sounds like you really listened to her. Like you found out that there was more going on than just what was going on with, with yeah, there her was. yeah. Often there is. Often there's there's a lot more going. You have to talk to patients, listen to them, because often there's underlying factors that happen. And I, I, the more I, the better I become at that, the better clinician it's made me. I think, and I'm more empathetic as well. Mm. Improved your bedside manner over time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah, I, th- I think it has. I try to be. I try to be kind and listen to people. That's really important. And especially when, they, you know, when people come to see a specialist like myself or one of my colleagues, you know, they don't know me that well, so they come in. And they're really nervous because for three reasons, they're nervous because they know they need a root canal or, and or they're in pain already and they think it might hurt. They don't know me or my staff, so there's not a real comfort level yet. And so they're, they're concerned. So when they meet me, my job is to get them really comfortable as quick as possible. And a lot of it's just talking to them, listen to them, right? And then to, mm-hmm. to build that kind of connection. And then once they have that connection and trust, then it, it makes it a lot easier usually. Excellent, Mark. Well, I hope we can talk some more. We'll talk about some other things maybe in the future. In the meantime, though, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want more information? One way is you can call my office. That's always simple. Okay. Uh, Office phone number. And I don't know if you want me to give the phone number or not. Yeah, do that. Go ahead. Yeah. My office number is 604-492-3034. And as well, email always works great. And I have a website as well. So uh, my website is tricityendodontics.ca. It's a little lengthy, but that's a website. From there, there's contacts for my email. And the website has lots of information about my office and, and patient questions that are commonly asked and addresses those things. Cool. So that's tricityendodontics.ca. And just just give the phone number one more time. Uh, 604-492-3034. Excellent. So if people are listening to this on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever platform you might be listening on, uh, we'll have more information about this in the show notes. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, Mark. Thanks, Rod. You've been listening to Fuel Radio.